0: Listening to Sports Radio Detroit. to yet another episode of Grave Discussions. I am your co-host, Samael. And I am your other co-host, Barnabas. We'd like to thank each and every single one of you who made this episode possible. Uh, we got over 130 downloads or hits on Podbean, which is amazing for like a debut podcast episode so thank you guys so much for sticking around and we hope to just keep this train rolling yeah i was so happy when i saw that thank you sports radio detroit once again i
1: gotta always thank these guys because i wasn't expecting that when i i just woke up one morning you know like i was trotting around the house and then i got a notification on my facebook Some like i had like bart and you know mr castillo tag me in something and then i look and in the first 6 days of march like we were like the top downloaded podcast and i almost had an aneurysm it was great it was great i was i was shocked thank you guys so much for tuning in like i mean it goes to show there's a lot of horror fans out there
0: you know they're they're hidden but they're out there yes big shout outs to sports radio detroit for basically making this show happen so welcome everybody this is episode number 2 fright night Part two, the uncrowned king of 80s horror. And that's a bold statement. And we know,
1: and we are here today on this lovely day to elaborate on that subject. We hinted at it in the first episode that we were going to make a bold claim. This is the claim. This is not only a gem. This is the king of all diamonds of the 80s yes that was a good uh element <laughs> joke there thanks it wasn't a joke i was just trying to be clever and i didn't know
0: how i was gonna make it come out so just like winging it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah fright night part two is going to be our uh exclusive um segment this episode and we, we can't wait to talk about it because actually we just watched it and we were just nerding out about this movie the yeah because
1: we watched it once before and we were like Holy crap! That was that was really good, and then you know today's episode was gonna be about it. So we're like, yo, refresher course. We have to watch that movie right now, and we just pulled it up, watched it again, and I'm still impressed. I mean, I we both of us were like, yo, that was great, and like we started breaking down like everything that happened in the movie
0: and how it was kind of the antithesis of the first movie. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my god, like it was, it was really solid. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Today's gonna kind of be an introspective on that movie and why we support the claim that we made um we actually have i have a few other claims about it as well but we'll get into that i didn't even know this yes we're gonna get into that uh during the main segment um which is going to be in about 25 to 30 minutes from now uh so stay tuned for that because that is going to be really interesting you got me excited now yeah, it's, it's gonna be, bro, it's gonna be fun to talk about. Uh, before that, though, we're going to discuss some horror related news. So, first things first, uh, I'd really like to talk about Ash vs. Evil Dead season three presented by Stars. Uh, Samuel and I are both really big fans of Definitely. the original uh, film trilogy that started in '81. And uh, this show is basically based. Um, off of all of that, but it t- it's kind of a sequel because it takes place uh, basically after Army of Darkness when Ash gets back home. Yeah, it's like years and years later. Though. Yeah, it's like way later. He's a he's lot old, older now. I think, old I think it's like 30 years later or something. He's an old man. I've only got to season one, but he's still a badass. Yeah, oh, yes. that That is one of the trademarks of the show. Even in his old age, he's still battling evil and he's a badass. But yeah, they basically... Uh, he's kept the Necronomicon all this time to try to prevent anybody else from using it and and of course his like high stupor he like gets some girl over and he reads from it trying to be all cool and shit it was basically how the evil is released and of, of course it's typical ash um but he releases the evil again so he has to go fight it and he teams up with some cool people and now a lot of shit has happened between two episodes. I'm not going to spoil it for you, Sam, because I know you haven't seen all of it yet. Yeah, I really and I don't want to spoil it for anybody else that wants to start watching it, which you should. It's, they're only like 30-minute episodes and not a lot of them per season, so it's yeah, worth it. Yeah, I think it. I've gotten halfway through the first season. And yeah. if if you like one, if you like two, if you like Army
1: of Darkness, and if you like the remake, even the remake, you'll like this one a lot. So so far from what I've seen, kind of a semi-slow build-up not too slow, but then it, like, like, shit hits the fan really quick.
0: Yes, and it has all that quality gore and just, like, badassery that the original, uh, you know, film series had. So, if you're an Evil Dead fan, it's a great show. You'll love what they did with it. But season three just premiered on Sunday. Uh, This past Sunday, so I already watched the first episode of Season 3. It was really good. And they're going to continue with that every Sunday on Stars. So be sure to check it out if you're interested in that. Um, And so moving on from that, uh, Sam, you can talk a little bit about this. This is pretty cool. Um, There is a new Goosebumps movie in the work. So first,
1: couple years back, I saw that Jack Black one. I don't care what the other critics said, Like they're not me. So I don't care. I really liked it. Uh, I like Jack Black's demeanor. He was like not the goofy zany guy. Like right off the bat, he was like the more stern father type figure. And he was never the goofy zany guy in that movie, right? And because he played R.L. Stein, and he was serious yeah. the whole time because his daughter was yeah. like made up. Or I mean, whatever.
0: you know, with like just how the comedy and the movie was, he was sort of like zany or whatever. But yeah, he was supposed to be like he was. Serious. He was more clever. Like, yeah, he, he was like, like what have witty. you unleashed? You know? Yeah, like he's. He's that guy.
1: I don't know. It was weird seeing him in that role, but I really liked it. Because like, I hadn't seen anything Goosebumps related since I was a kid. Yeah. And then that came out. I was like, oh my God, I have to go see that. And I went so and I wasn't disappointed at all. No, it was really $7 good. $7 worth worth yeah. watching. Why is it always $7 for the movie? But if I, I want know. to own the
0: DVD, it's like $50 on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that's, that's messed up, bro. But um, now we've got a sequel coming out. And um, I think it's actually supposed to be a sequel to... Um, that movie with with Jack Black I'm gonna check to see like if he's in it Uh, actually I'm not sure if he is it it might be to the show actually possibly because they had a lot of slappy stuff but there's a new movie coming out uh, sometime this year called Slappy Halloween um, originally called Slappy's Revenge that dummy scared the shit out of me yeah like first I remember reading the Goosebumps
1: book and then I watched the show Mm -hmm. and like uh, we were young we were like what seven eight years old yeah I mean, seeing a talking dummy, like... Yeah. You know, our, our, we have not we hadn't seen that much horror at that point, so seeing, yeah. like, some inanimate... Inanimate one,
0: object. One, two, three, check. Inanimate object come to yeah. life. <laughs> seeing that happen. But he was also just the best, and they kept recurring him, too, which made him, like, even cooler. Yeah, you know? like, he just can't be stopped. So... I really hope they don't try that with this one, because then it'll be, like... I hope not. Shark jump after shark yeah, jump yeah, movie. Yeah. Like... Well, it does say that the plot details are currently unknown, but it's been rumored to follow three friends who must stop Slappy the dummy from starting the Halloween Apocalypse. That sounds crazy. Yeah, what what's Halloween? It yeah. would be
1: Halloween yeah. forever.
0: <laughs> like, Nobody gets candy. Like, right? Like <laughs> But um a- apparently as of um the, the article that we're looking at, which is on bloodydisgusting.com. Great site. It's set to release October 12th. So just a little bit before Halloween, which totally makes sense. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I can't wait. Our last bit of news for this particular episode I want to really talk about Get Out. Not for very long, but I really want to talk about it. It was a really, really smart movie. It was so good. It just won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay, which is crazy for a few reasons. First of all, big shout out to jordan peele i love all your comedy with with kian peele um, yeah, those are hilarious. but you're such a good writer man you're such a good writer and i'm so glad you won it, he was the first uh black director and a writer to ever win that particular oscar Damn, bro. That's, that's crazy that is so crazy so legend prop, props to you jordan peele i love that guy and it was really the only like horror movie at the oscars this year too which is crazy yeah it was more, like,
1: thriller, I would say. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like... It was horrifying. Like, it was oh, horrific. Yeah. Like, I the th- stuff... Like, if that... If people actually did that, that would be
0: yeah. horrific. <laughs> like, that's inhumane. Yes. Like, 1,000%. I, I, sick. I, I still feel like... Um... It's a horror movie, though, of course, but yeah, it does. It's it's kind of a drama. It's kind of a thriller, suspense, um, kind of mystery. You know, it's a lot of things. There's even a little comedy in it because it's Jordan Peele, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, but it's it's movies like that that are like considered horror movies that get in like the Oscar mix because mm-hmm. they're not just straight up horror. Like you're probably not gonna see like a werewolf movie you know yeah, get nominated at the Oscars for anything. Or a vampire movie. Yeah. Or I mean any, inter- any... Interview with a Vampire was that I was think that was, that was Oscar early. But I mean you can't really say that about a lot. I mean but look who was in it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like look who was in it. It, it. Was, <laughs> it was it was it was hot. it was big screen like Hollywood for sure. But um I mean get out was really talked about too, but that's that kind of movie that is at the Oscars, because there's so much to it, so much complexity, that it's going to get nominated for something. Yeah, I
1: I heard all the buzz around it, and I hadn't seen it. So, you know, I went to the Comcast menu, I bought it, and I watched it, and I was just like,
0: wow. Like, it was the last movie I was going to watch before going to sleep. I was like, that's a way to end the night. Wow, what a It it really makes you think. Yeah. It's so good. Congratulations to Jordan Peele. Yeah, for real, man. For your Oscar win, and uh, I love Get Out. I hope that it continues to see success. And I hope we continue to see os- like horror presence at the Oscars and yeah. hopefully more. Hopefully, because we've been getting a lot of really good stuff lately.
1: Yeah, we have. It all depends on the populace, you know? Like, if... Yeah. if Like, and the majority of people like that movie, because it... Oh, yeah, it got talked about a lot. It got talked about a lot. There needs
0: to be more, more horror movies like that. He, there needs to be, like, a new wave, like... Yeah, I mean, I th- I kind of see it already in like the independent scene, but I think we'll we'll leave that for a broader discussion and yeah, another episode. The independent episode.
1: scene is going to bring it all back, I think, yes. because those are like the really nostalgic horror fans. Like yeah. some of them dedicated to the cult. Someone, some of them want to get a quick movie on Netflix, make a quick yeah, buck. Why not? <laughs> why not? And if it's Which, good, you know. If it's good, yeah. But you should do it for like. You should do it for passion. Yeah, you should. You shouldn't do it like, for like follow money. your dreams, your horror dreams. You know, if you want to do it for the money, that's. It's the wrong way, man. I'm like, just, just do yeah. it. Just do it. If you're about just horror, just do it. Just do it. We're not endorsing I, Nike, by
0: the way. Yeah. Or Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. But now it's on to our four main segments of the episode, and we're gonna start with the terrorizing trailer of the day. <laughs> Uh, this episode's trailer is actually something that neither Sam or I have um, actually really heard of, but we kind of just came across the trailer and it looked sick so
1: yeah we saw it's called uh
0: demon house apparently it's coming out when's that next week is that coming out next week yeah march uh 16th is the official release day i don't Ooh. know if it's going to be out in like nine days all theaters but yeah next next week so hopefully we'll go see it yeah because anything demon related we're fanboys
1: because night of the demons demons that 80s were mm-hmm. so anything paranormal will catch our
0: eye yeah but,
1: we got to see what you have to offer so let's see that trailer
0: yes and so again um we are just going to be having the audio from the trailer obviously but um you know if you want to see what we're seeing please feel free to watch along you can mute the video or whatever um it's right on imdb or you can probably just google it so it's a two minute and three second one yep no real fast well you know we'll pause it and uh you know deliver some feedback and commentary on it so here we go might hear us say some stuff yeah. while we're watching. It. Yep.
1: Like dangles are taking. Yeah, me too. It's
0: already creepy.
1: <laughs> Candles. Yeah.
0: I think that's a good spot to pause it so already it's um telling us that it's a documentary film but not really it's uh it's a, well it's a fiction film disguised as a documentary documentary mockumentary kind of like uh behind the mask and uh, there are some other ones too <laughs> it's like the blair witch project all over again yeah yeah pretty much um, but i like those kind of movies you know i do
1: like i love mockumentaries.
0: On, honestly like the acting is good Because you have to pretend like you're actually being a real person in a documentary. You know, like that's crazy. You you don't got to deliver like... Well, you do got to deliver like super emotion, but not like super exaggerated
1: emotion like in some of these films.
0: But but, like, it it seems like if if that was really happening, that's how you would react. Yeah, exactly. You know, you'd be like, ah, oh my God. (laughs) You'd you'd be like, oh, oh, oh. And
1: you'd start booking it and the camera would shake in your face while you're booking it. You see your scared face on the camera. So if you were alive after you'd watch it, hi, look how scared I was. I was about to crap myself. Yeah.
0: But I like like the actual documentaries too, like the reality show stuff like Ghost Hunters. Um, There's a really cool. One out of Michigan actually out of Saginaw right. called a haunting of Saginaw. Yeah, you should check it out I highly recommend it. It's really cool It's it's pretty much ghost hunters like they go in they interview people then they do like the nightly sessions with the you know I heard a movie Lake Erie, but I didn't I don't know if it's a documentary or not But it's yeah, a horror I, movie. I gotta Al- check that out also Lake Mungo Lake Mungo. I heard of that. Yeah, you told me you haven't seen that. it But I've re- I recommend it to anybody. It, it looks like a home movie, but it, it's a documentary Um, but actually it's got a lot of home movie like clips, type clips in there, you know Um, but it's a really good like ghost movie and there's a scene in there that is actually super terrifying like I I think about it a lot, you know, like when I'm like sleeping in bed or whatever (laughs) you know, like I just think, I just like see the the image sometimes if you've seen it, you'll know what part I'm talking about you just be laying in bed grateful to not be at Lake Mungo yeah, (laughs) so uh, you know, I really like this kind of movies, so I'm pretty excited that this one's going to be um, one of those. So uh, let's continue. I'm one of the world's leading researchers on ghosts and demonology, and this film is cursed.
1: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you at your own
0: risk. Yeah a story about a demon possession makes international news now look at one of the most
1: documented cases of
0: demon possession and exorcism in recent history the next day over the phone i buy the house sight unseen in my 37 years of police investigation i've never run into anything like that before i just got the keys to the demon house you think it's dangerous for me to be in the house i wouldn't be there huh (laughs) when the black guy tells you not to go in a house? You should probably not go in there. I think like white people start taking black people's advice. All right.
1: Seriously. There's... Like you, you like they see shit. Okay. They're not. <laughs> they don't run toward a like a like a ghost when they see it. All right. Yeah. They run the opposite <laughs> direction as nature intended. When you yes. see something like that, you like, hey, let's go ask it yeah. if <laughs> how it died. Right. So we can remind it of those terrible memories. Let's agitate it. Like bro, like
0: no, you just leave. That's what you yeah, do. Yeah. Don't do that um but yeah it looks it looks great so far it actually it reminds me of you know it reminds me of that mm. we didn't mention for some dumbass reason mm. grave encounters yeah yeah we're grave discussions grave encounters yeah. <laughs> such a good movie basically in the same style it's got the investigator guy he's like doing an episode and then he like runs into some Yo, weird shit maybe if it doesn't come out in theaters hopefully this will be like a straight to netflix thing i think it is coming out in theaters but the way it like looks it might not be in like every theater but, yeah. you know, if you can find it, go. Ooh, We're going to find it. it. Yeah. <laughs> now we have to find it. We talked about the trade. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So, <laughs> let's, scouting. Let's continue.
1: She had called him before her since I grew up. They called 911. They called 911. There was an unidentifiable voice. I only heard it on the recording. Oh, where is that? Something uh, came back,
0: I don't know if it
1: was that, same, but something ooh. came back. I put the crucifix on her head, she began to convulsive. They were Six, okay, now okay, that will Why is it super promising? Yeah.
0: Right, I know. If people are making this up, I'm going to catch
1: him. Why is it spiking, bro?
0: This looks super promising. Yeah, it does. I honestly, I think that if you do like a mockumentary, especially a paranormal type mockumentary like Grave Encounters, uh, if you do that like really well, I think you have a great movie on your hands. Yeah, this looks like one of those. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I liked a lot of the footage that they're getting, the lighting, just just the realness of it. Honestly, it looks like an actual documentary, sort of. Yeah, like know? we just found this, and now I'm like, I'm excited to see this. I'm really. I'm hyped up why do I gotta wait nine days I know it sucks but send us the early (laughs) release (laughs) that would be cool or give us like a you know advanced screening or something yeah come on just do do it do it for the vine let's yeah (laughs) (laughs) right let's uh, finish the trailer up here
1: Yo, goat really, demon. Yes. Goat demon. There's a goat demon.
0: That's how you know it's going to be OG. All right. Any movie with a goat headed demon I approve of. Yes. That looked really good. I, I'm I'm very excited. So, yeah, March 9th. It should be out in theaters, so 9th. look it up. Yep. March. Oh, wait. No, I'm pretty sure I was like. Actually, oh, March 16th, I think. March 16th. Because today's
1: the 7th. Nine days after,
0: you know? My my bad. March 16th. Bart's not very good at maths. No, I'm not. I'm not good (laughs) at grammars. We're going to continue on now. And uh, this segment is, uh, I, I think, one of our personal favorites the Cult Corner. This episodes cult corner is a recent favorite of ours another great installment in the 80s slasher genre
1: yeah bart informed me about this one because
0: i was googling like halloween movie rip-offs
1: and like 80s cult slashers this came up and i didn't really think too much of it so i kind of scrolled past it started watching a few more and then i asked bart for a recommendation because i was just sitting in my room in the dark w- wanting to watch a horror movie i was in that mood yeah. and he told me to watch Hell Knight, and I watched it and like right off the bat, it's promising. You got teenagers, it's the 80s. Mm-hmm. We're going to check out this apparently haunted abandoned house. We're yeah. going to try to pull <laughs> some tricks and then we're all going to die. Like- yep.
0: <laughs> it's the typical but, you know, well-loved 80s horror formula of, you know, get a bunch of college kids together and have them do some some stupid shit basically, you know, something that'll probably get them in trouble. Um so, yeah, Hell Night is about <clears throat> a couple um, college students who are trying to get into a sorority and there's a fraternity I think that conducts this like initiation right uh, sort yeah. of where they there's this like old creepy house of course where this like guy suppo- supposedly killed like his family and they have to stay the night there and then they're inducted and one of the girls that has to stay in the house is Linda Blair from The
1: Exorcist. Yeah, yep,
0: of all people, Linda Blair did have a couple roles after The Exorcist. Of course, this one is uh, 1981, so it's a you know it's a few years after. Yeah, it looks
1: like this, uh, this movie got one win and one
0: nomination as far as awards go. Yeah, let me see if I, I can... I didn't know that. Yeah, me either actually. So oh well I won a Razzie for worst actress Linda Blair. Sorry, oh, Linda. You were you were you were not, yeah, you I were not was gonna bad. Talk, I was gonna talk about that. Her, her acting was kinda bad yeah. in that movie, but the Exorcist, she was great, so yeah, uh, I I liked her act, I liked her performance, and I mean it wasn't like The Exorcist, obviously. I mean it's an 80s it slasher,
1: man. It's supposed yeah. to be cheesy. Yeah. Everyone back then
0: was, hey, how are you doing, fella? <laughs> Snap finger, point at yeah. you, you know. So everything's <laughs> supposed to be cheesy, man. It, it was like that, but it did actually win best special effects, best special effects award at the Catalonian International Film Festival. So that's that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. know that either. So oh. hey, it's an award-winning horror movie. So there you go, guys. Nice. You should watch Hell Night. Thanks, guys. At yeah. that. <laughs> place for recognizing a cult classic yeah it did have great special effects there's a there's a killer we're not gonna i don't want to spoil like what it is or who it is or whatever but um but the kill the makeup on the killer is is super cool like the gore effects are good so yeah
1: yeah and it's it's not what you think like once the killer shows up yeah like things take left and right turns all over the place Mm -hmm. like i said i don't want to spoil it for you guys if you haven't watched hell night you should watch hell night i give that movie like 4.8 out of 5 stars the minus 0.2
0: was linda blair's acting yeah (laughs) It was Sorry, Linda. I mean, it wasn't, like, terrible or anything, but... It, no, it know, wasn't. It wasn't, like... It's just point .2. It's not like I said 3 out of 5. Yeah,
1: now. I know. If it was, like, a movie like... Uh, what's that one clown movie I let you borrow? Killjoy? You remember Killjoy? Yeah. If it was <laughs> yeah. that kind of acting, I would give it, like, a negative negative zero point nine 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 out of...
0: Negative infinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that movie was it was not good, but yeah, I mean, I really liked Hall Knight. It was it was a great addition to the slasher genre, and I mean, it was eighty one. You know, it had a lot of competition though, which is why yeah, because uh, it was I think, it's uh, not like super famous. What came out that year? Two Maniac, uh, Evil Dead, Friday the Thirteenth came out. Yeah, in eighty one. Evil, Evil
1: Dead came out. So I mean, everyone was a trying lot of competition. To, everyone was trying to take advantage of that whole slasher thing after yep. Michael Myers showed up. Yep. Every single person. Silent Night, Deadly Night, they showed up. Did that come out that year, too? Or was that 80? 1980? I think it was 80, uh, yeah. And Boogeyman came out, which was more supernatural. Yeah. But, yeah, like, Halloween, you are a legend, man. Not not you, the... Yeah. You're not a man. But like, <laughs> Halloween, John Carpenter. Yeah, 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 It's legendary, man. This the, You made, like... There's just carbon copies of Halloween out there. Yes. Like, but this one was, like, more of, like, a...
0: It was kind of a cheesier one,
1: sort of. It was really. I, you know, I wouldn't not attribute really, Halloween to it. Yeah. It had, like, the more, like, hills have eyes type of vibe. Hint, hint. So, sort of, yeah. Kind yeah of. I'm kind of giving a yeah. as to So what the killer... Not not a lot. Not too much to it, yeah. but... The, the great thing about that movie, I like the score. Yeah. And, like, the atmosphere never, like, shows too much daylight. It takes place in a house. Things move. Mm-hmm. People hear things, and then people just start dying. If you want to be creeped out, watch the movie, man. It's you'll, it's
0: you'll It's 80s. You might... You might think it's cheesy, but no, it's you'll you'll be scared. Trust it's me. really good. Yeah, actually, and um, just one last thing before we move on. Um, I actually got it from uh, Scream Factory. I actually won their... I told you about this, but I won their um, like year-long, basically free movie getaway. It's called The Year of Fear. So they were doing a, like a grand prize giveaway. Lucky bastard. I, uh, the The grand prize winner um gets like every Scream factory release um for a whole year basically so i already got a lot of cool stuff guess who's about to steal barnabas's identity no don't do that <laughs> i like myself kind of. <laughs> well uh, now you're about to be Elroy roy jetson no. living on the street <laughs> dang <laughs> but it, it was really cool there were some special features too um, actually there was an interview with linda blair oh and really like, yeah it was, Did it was really talk to cool her
1: about her acting I don't, like how do you I don't feel know. about being a shitty actor in oh my movie god list?
0: I don't think they talked to her about that but they I think they talked to her about the exorcist the like, way well, I don't disrespect after, Linda it's just yeah it's, it's funny it, yeah <laughs> it, it's, it's it's just humor but you know.
1: It's, it's it, just they, funny you got an award for something yeah. that's bad. Like, yeah. It's
0: just ironic. Well, it was a Razzie. They award the worst. Yeah. You know? that's, so yeah. That,
1: That's what I'm saying. It's ironic that they even exist. Yeah,
0: but that was really cool. Pessimism has no place in this world, <laughs> Barnabas. <laughs> okay, Sam. So that's the cult corner. Definitely give Hell Knight a watch. I, I think you can probably find it on like your fry stick or whatever. Um, but the screen factory releases out. So you have to give them a shout out for the great contest. And, um, it, it's a beautiful, like it looks really good because yeah. it's blu-ray and is remastered and stuff. So, yeah, but we're going to move on now to our main segment of the episode. Welcome to fright night. So our main segment of this particular episode is going to be off fright night part two and you may have obviously heard the claim that we made uh in the title it is the uncrowned king of 80s horror so why don't we explain that a little remember this isn't kind of an introspective we're going to talk about the movie there's likely to be major spoilers it's like, so, nine, like 99.9%. Ni- yeah.
1: like, like as likely percent. as hand sanitizers to take out that much
0: bacteria off your hand, that's <laughs> not that much. So there's like a 0.1% chance that you're going to feel dirty that's, after this. That's
1: because we, we legally can't say 100 because what if you get sick?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want that liability. Yeah. So <laughs> I know it's a bold claim. It's a really bold claim because there's so much horror that came out of the 80s that is iconic, including Fright Night Part 1. Including Evil Dead, including Friday the 13th, yeah. including a lot. So how exactly, Sam, do we dare to make that kind of a claim against those kind of movies? Oh, we dare. Not only do we dare, but we care to explain. <laughs> yes, why we think the way that we do. We've just we we've seen it twice now. We just watched it not too long ago before we sat down to do the podcast today. And, yeah, it just blew our minds again. First things first, you know, how does this particular movie, which is a direct sequel to Fright Night Part 1, which is a classic cult movie from the 80s, how does that overshadow that movie? I don't know, man. This one is just as good, if not better, because, like,
1: the character development, the different elements they Mm -hmm. use, and the fact that the movie looked really modern. It didn't look like a like a 1980s horror movie like the yeah. cinematography was superb it wasn't like they were using mm-hmm. like a you know $2500 camera yeah. or like you know they didn't yeah. have iPhones back then what you know they weren't recording it off a toaster
0: yeah no to- no toaster recording it was the the, the plot
1: was the antithesis of the very first fright night it, so in yeah. the first fright night charlie believes in vampires sort of whatever he got a new neighbor he sees a coffin being taken into their he goes to ask Peter Vincent for help eventually in, in the movie. Peter Vincent doesn't believe in vampires. He meets a guy. Now Peter Vincent believes in vampires and Charlie believes in vampires. They take out Jerry
0: and that's the end of the movie. Well, don't forget the important part that Charlie does not believe in vampires at the start of the movie because he was so shocked by the events that he began to see a therapist who persuaded him that vampires are not real. oh no i was referring to the first movie i was just doing a quick recap oh okay yeah yeah, yeah but was, that is what happens in friday night part two which is why in, it's so crazy in
1: friday night part two we see charlie at a psychiatrist the psychiatrist is convincing him that vampires aren't real yeah. and that him seeing jerry a serial killer as they claim him yeah. to be seeing him as a vampire was one of his defense mechanisms which
0: yeah Yeah, that's Peter Vincent's defense mechanism too, right? Yeah, so that's a complete 180 basically on who Charlie was as a character in the first film. And then like weird stuff starts happening again, really similarly to the first film. Yep, he goes to Peter Vincent to visit an old friend. And right
1: next to Peter Vincent, car pulls up, coffins being carried. Charlie's like, calm down, vampires don't exist. And now... Like I like Bart said, it's the opposite of the first movie. Now Charlie doesn't believe in vampires, and Peter Vincent does. Like yeah. he is like
0: he doesn't even read his own lines, his own script. Yeah. He just goes like freebase, like off a yeah. off the top of the dome. He's still like, doing Fright Night. He because he lived it, so he doesn't need a script. He actually knows what it's like. Just like you he said, he's to face off against a monster. Yeah, like he said, he stared into the face of the beast. Yeah, Jerry exactly so now he has the experience now he believes in vampires but he's still afraid you know he's still scared that something like this could happen again because even though he's faced it he doesn't want to face it again and then charlie begins to have doubts and he, he thinks that something weird might be going on yeah even at one point charlie's girlfriend knocks on
1: his apartment door he pulls out a crucifix because because he had a quote-unquote dream spoiler yeah. alert it wasn't a dream of him inviting a woman into his pad yeah that, <laughs> that he thought wasn't a vampire she cuts him on the on the neck with her tooth
0: and then the next morning, he's bleeding. And then
1: so like, oh, how'd you get there? Well, I probably scratched myself. I had yeah. this
0: weird dream. Like, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. And he sees her um, in Peter Vincent's apartment in the lobby. And she basically becomes his new neighbor. So that's also a parallel. Uh, well, not a parallel, but the opposite, really. Like, it's a mirror image. Because in uh, part one, Char- it's Charlie who has a vampire move in next door to him. And now it's Peter Vincent.
1: Yes. Now, both guys who believed had a vampire come to them. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's actually a like really I said, good point. the antithesis, the complete <laughs> yeah. opposite. It's so smart. It is smart. And there's a lot lot there's a lot of other stuff, but that character development I feel is really well written. Like you don't Yeah, because they're two different people now. Exactly. They're the op they're they are each other from the first movie, yeah, basically. Exactly. Until Charlie starts having his doubts. Yeah. And then
1: we see the very first vampire make his move, and it's a roller skating vampire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> goes for this Asian girl takes her out puts her in the limo they feast on her <laughs> that's that's how you know it's 80s and it's so it's still got that fright night you know vibe of being comedy but mostly horror but it's, it's just stuff like that you know <laughs> yeah they had funny moments where like a vampire jumped out of a window and, like, Charlie
1: was like, you know, that was not therapy, you know. Like yeah, that was not, that's not group hypnosis. Yeah, that's not group hypnosis. Yeah, like, they,
0: like, face off against one toward the end of the film. Um, and so, yeah, there's just a lot of really good elements in the writing that... Create these characters so well, and it they build. And Charlie is the one who becomes a, a vampire in this film, yes. As opposed to his girlfriend in the first film, who and Charlie is seduced by, um, this new head vampire who's this like really beautiful woman. Another antithesis: Charlie yep. being
1: seduced instead of his girlfriend, and the way that he like midway during the seduction. Remember the club scene from the first one yeah, where yep. where Jerry seduced uh, Charlie's girlfriend. Now. It's it's a parallel. Like he meets this 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 vampire at the party. This chick he's been seeing, he's been dreaming about. She has fangs. She has the yellow eyes. She does some performance stuff. He feels like he's hypnotized. She pretends to take out her contacts and her teeth, like she's not a vampire. Oh, she's a performance artist. Yep. Blah blah blah. And then Peter Vincent pulls out his
0: mirror again. Yeah. Starts panning that around. So that's actually something that's um, pretty much the same to the first movie. (laughs) We get that Easter egg of the mirror, you know, not being able to see Jerry. Skepticism followed by the mirror. (laughs) Yes. Skepticism from Peter Vincent, even though he believes this time, but followed by the mirror. Yeah, exactly. And so the mirror reveals that um, Regine, who is the female vampire antagonist of this film, that she's not there either. But yeah, it's this big, like, bourgeoisie party, but it's got, like, the same uh, club, like, music... That was yep. going on in the first same movie. music when Jerry was
1: seducing uh,
0: Charlie's girlfriend was playing while Regine was seducing Charlie. Yeah, I think her name was Amy, the girlfriend. Amy, in, in the yeah, it yeah, Amy. yeah, it was. I I have Amy. a hard time remembering. Yeah, her. so when Jerry was seducing Amy in the in the, like the nightclub, mm-hmm. the opposite thing is happening here, where Regine is is seducing charlie at this like you know fancy like party where everyone's pretending to be a vampire but there really are vampires and then as
1: soon as that mirror comes out shit hits the fan peter vincent tries to run out of there He, he literally looked at regine like right behind him he runs out he exits as soon as he opens the door she's right there yeah he pulls out his giant like super mega cross Mm-hmm. she just puts her hand out says you got to get closer those kind of entrappings don't
0: work because i'm old like yeah so and it, she reveals who she is bart who is she yeah it's not even really um revealed how old she is but she is revealed to be jerry's sister that's jerry dandridge the the like uh main fe- uh vampire antagonist from fright night part one so she has a reason to go after Charlie, and she was just waiting until uh, he, he stopped believing so that he would drop his guard, she would move right in, and then she would be able to seduce him easily. Even after he becomes a vampire and he tries to kill her, she just, like, does that vampire hypnosis on him again. As soon as he opens that coffin yeah. with that stake, he couldn't do it. Yeah, so, I mean, it was... It was just so good, the writing. And actually, I wanted to talk one quick thing uh-huh. at that party scene with Peter Vincent. He actually came into it and, you know, he saw all the, like, the performance stuff uh-huh. and, like, everybody pretending to be vampires. Right the beginning, though. <laughs> yeah. And so, but he was like, you know, uh, you know, oh, oh, Charlie, you know, this is nothing. You're just worrying about nothing. How can the same thing happen twice? Remember he said yeah, that? Yeah, how can... So, he worse. believes... And he's faced it, and he feels stronger for it. But at the same time, he's scared of it. And he cannot believe that something like this would happen again. But when he sees Regine or doesn't see her in the mirror, he finally believes. And that's when he really jumps into action.
1: Yeah, he really did jump into action, though he was hesitant at first. Because yeah. I mean, it caught him off guard. Like, yeah. what are the chances of that happening so quick? And she kind of, like, she knew how he felt about it. Like, yeah. she she felt his vibe. And she tried to get in his head. Regine
0: called uh, Peter Vincent a coward. Yeah. Like <laughs> and so I, that's so good, and then obviously as the movie progresses, he becomes increasingly a badass, kind of like in the first movie. But now he's already like been through that, so at, towards the end of the film, he's just like Peter Vincent, vampire killer. Remember that yeah. one line, like that line yeah. of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "What do you do? I kill vampires." Yes, uh, I think that was like the best character development. And with Charlie, too. But Peter Vincent is just such an interesting, cool character. Well-written character. So, that's yeah, that's what I feel about that. Um, like the, the ending, though. How, like,
1: they yeah. got they got the, rid of the vampire. Charlie was at, like, the bottom of this, like, elevator shaft, yeah. I think, at the dorms. Yeah, or, like, the floor something. And yeah. then the sun was coming in, but they were at the bottom floor. Peter Vincent
0: picks up a piece of broken glass and reflects the sun yeah. onto Regine and destroys her. <laughs> such a good hero. Um, and there was a lot of... Else to what Samuel said about it being like looking modern, yeah. And it's not that like it looked like you, when you would watch a Blu ray because you know, right, right, we were watching a, it like 240p basically, the way they but, pan in, the way they pan yeah, out, the way the cinematography yeah, is exactly felt so like ahead of its time, yeah. You it know? didn't feel like an 80s horror movie, no. And this was 88, so it was like toward the end, you know, it was kind yeah. of like getting into that style of like the 90s, kind of, yeah, it was getting into it, but it
1: felt like. I don't know. I felt like more modern than that to me. Like, if it was like, if they released that 4K on mm-hmm. Blu ray, and you told me that came out in the 80s, yeah. the only way I would be able to figure it out is because of Charlie's
0: hairstyle. And yeah, the fact that like, he's wearing that, those dumbass sunglasses. Like, this, the music and all that stuff, like, yeah. clearly 80s. Yeah, man. Um, The, the practical effects. Amazing! Really All the good. vampire like faces and bodies and stuff were really good. Because like in some scenes,
1: like when the vampires transform, mm-hmm. like one of them had a like a like a bat face, not just like the teeth and everything, but yeah. he turned to bark at a dog and he yeah, had not bark but you know hiss or like yeah, growled the, at whatever it. the hell the bat. Yeah, do. I don't know about what <laughs> yeah. sonar. I don't know what the hell yeah, that is. <laughs> he just looked at the dog and growled at him. Yeah that was pretty cool and uh
0: this movie also cool. had guess what same thing as the first movie it had a ghoul it did have a ghoul it was this big it was the guy who played shao khan in the mortal Kombat. yeah in mortal Kombat annihilation okay. i don't i don't remember his name and he was in joe dirt he played the guy when he kidnapped joe dirt it puts the lotion on its skin I yeah <laughs> i think it's this guy brian thompson yeah the guy's looking at guy. Yeah, yes. brian thompson brian thompson so that was really cool because in part one, I forget the dude's name, but, you know, the guy that Jerry, like, lived with that helped take care of him. Yeah. And, like, put him to sleep and stuff like that. He was a ghoul. So, it, it's cool that they kind of harkened back to that. It actually kept true to, like, vampire mythos. Because in a lot of vampire, like, fiction, literature, or whatever, you know, they'll have, like, a servant that can, yep. like, transport them to daytime. Or, like, do things for them in the daytime and, and help them out. And they're usually, like, super strong and,
1: and, yeah, and like that, that was so.
0: pretty pretty big too he he, yeah. he just ran
1: up to peter vince and kneed him in the gut punched him in the face it is literally shao khan
0: as a vampire yeah literally he kicked peter
1: vince's ass and then charlie gave him some vampire nails straight to the
0: stomach he gave him the finger yeah he That's, gave him all the fingers yeah, all every the fingers. single finger all the nails too that was that was a good kill a lot of really good kills it was just such an 80s movie and i know it's it's weird to like compare it to um like movies like the evil dead and friday the 13th and stuff um because like fright night part one you can kind of throw into that mix but what this one did like how yeah. the whole movie was an antithesis
1: of the first movie yeah. i will keep mentioning that that was genius because if they were have just continued the storyline and like just did little stuff like chart like the whole charlie not believing him having a psychiatrist and then he slowly believes again and then peter vincent has that moral dilemma can i do this again and like it was a good sequel man you yeah. can't say that for Friday the 13th
0: you can't say that for Halloween that's true yeah like you'll still like those sequels like look
1: and listen to me like me 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 saying this is the best 80s horror movie is a bold claim even for me because I'm a Jason fanboy yeah I'm a Michael fanboy yeah I'm a Freddy <laughs> <Me too>. fanboy <laughs> yeah I'm an Evil Dead fanboy yes I'm a Chucky was Chucky came out in the 80s yeah Charles so Play yeah. came out I'm then fanboy yeah of that.
0: Hellraiser, Hellraiser yeah
1: but see none of them had that that, that element to the sequel, like, uh, let's say Halloween, for example. Yeah. Oh, he's chasing a babysitter. Oh, the babysitter isn't anybody. It's just yeah. his sister. Like, <laughs> yeah, how exactly. would Michael know that that was his sister? And that's what, what, like, sibling, yeah. like, like... Like psychic sibling shit. <laughs> yeah, man. And when you start to get too supernatural into these slashers, you're shark jumping. Like, in yeah. Halloween 6, when it got to that point, it was like, he has a curse on him, the curse yeah. of Thorn. And like, look, Halloween 2 was okay. But it was not a great sequel. Friday the yeah. 13th Part 2 introduced Jason. Yep. A
0: bag-headed guy. Cool movie. N- not a great sequel. Yeah. But Fright Night Part 2, you know, I, th- I believe... I'm not 100% certain, but i like 99.99% certain there's no like direct sequel to Fright Night Part 2 mm-hmm. from the 80s. So that was the perfect place to end off. Because it had a happy ending. And honestly, I'm going to make another claim right now too, which I think we've kind of been alluding to but the claim that Fright Night Part 2 I think is like the best sequel at least the best horror sequel if not one of the best sequel movies of all time honestly like yeah I I mean when you think think about it think sit sit down right now hold on Empty, empty your thoughts think
1: Friday the 13th no Exorcist no Child's Play no Hellraiser no what else do we got nightmare on elm street part three was good but it's not a direct sequel yeah no and really. it wasn't that great no so what what do you have like what is left yeah
0: honestly there's there's not really anything it's just such a good sequel because it plays off of the first movie so well but makes it its own thing you know? and then afterward like you said happy ending yeah no shark jumping movies no yeah no. fonzie
1: didn't have to jump over a shark to keep the series yeah alive. <laughs> no <laughs> none of that yeah it, it was just it was really good it was good how it ended that's why they remade part 1 and part 2 hopefully they don't make a part 3 yeah hopefully not because then we would have to is it a sequel to the remake series or is it a I think to the original I think it would, like, yeah I think it would be a sequel to the remake series and I haven't seen Fright Night Part 2 the remake I'm gonna watch yeah, that yeah either so
0: I had cell phones.
1: I watched the first five minutes. I saw
0: cell phones and I got mad. Yeah, I I, I hope that it's at least decent. I didn't hear great things about it, but I hope it's at least decent. But yeah, Friday Night Part 2, really good. Now, here's the unfortunate thing. And I think we talked about this on the last episode, but it's pretty rare. Like, it wasn't distributed as widely as Fright Night Part 1. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, a lot of people don't really know about it because of that. You can't really pick up the DVD or anything. It doesn't even have a Blu-ray. Yeah, we went to, we went to FYE in, like, two different locations. Yeah. You go Walmart, you go Best Buy, you yeah. can't find it. There's like, nothing. It's on Amazon for, like, $40 or something. And it's worth it. Get it. It is worth it. There's a very limited amount hopefully you can find it at like a used place or something but that's one of the great mystiques about it i feel like too it's it's a really rare movie it's it's literally a hidden gem it really is like it was diamond in the rough yeah and we just grabbed some pickaxes we open that shit up and we're like <laughs> we're about to share it with the world we can all be rich yeah rich so in culture if you get a chance you'll be doing yourself a favor and watching it i don't know you might not feel the same way that we do but i think if you look at everything as like deeply as we've looked at it I think that our arguments are pretty sound. Yeah, look at watch Fright Night first. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, watch Fright Night.
1: Then watch Fright Night Part 2. Like, immediately after, if Fr- you can. Yeah, Fright Night and Fright Night Part 2, I would say those are the best horror movies of the 80s just because, like, together they were great. When yeah. you put Friday the 13th Part 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 together, they're not that great. You got the fake yeah. Jason... You got the part two baghead Jason, which wasn't that great of a movie. He The movie ended with him getting hit in the shoulder with a machete. Yeah. And he's not dead. He gets hit in the axe the next movie. Yeah. He's not dead. He gets chopped to pieces. Next movie, he's not dead. Oh, wait. Yes, he is. This is a copycat killer. Yeah. And then Michael was like, all right. He fell off the balcony. He's not dead. All right. We burned him alive. Yeah. Yo, these masks are giving kids like immediate cancer <laughs> and maggots are crawling out their heads. Halloween 4. It's been 12 years. Michael Myers is in a coma. He's still alive. He's back.
0: Like, yeah. come on, man. It's a little ridiculous, but Fright Night... And Fright Night Part 2. It just feels like together, like one big, epic adventure. And I think that's why I love it. It's only two movies, so it's concise. Um, Where yeah. was the Lost Boys? I think the Lost Boys uh, was... It was definitely 80-something. But that I think series wasn't like, even... Like, that wasn't... Oh, yeah, no. Lost Boys Part 1 was amazing. Uh, the, yeah, it was. The, the, get me, get the me sequels, wrong. not as good. It doesn't have any of the same characters besides the Frog Brothers... Just primarily Corey. Um, what is his name? Corey Ham. I think. Yeah, Corey Ham. Um, it, it's really just got him, and I like Corey Ham. This was late eighties. Yeah, uh, eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven. Um, I like Corey Ham and all, but the sequels were just not as good i think they were trying too hard to be too modern and they lost a lot of that like 80s glamour like you could still keep that stuff if you like commit to the special effects if you commit to shooting it like that but it just wasn't very good this the plots also were what about not that Creepshow good too that was late 80s wasn't it i think so Creep- creeps i don't count it.
1: that guys i don't count that well, that's an anthology anth- exactly series, you know? an
0: anthology series i was about to say it, yeah it's not a movie yeah i mean it is a movie but fuck you it's not a movie yeah it's just like vhs 1987 as well i knew it yeah i think vhs and i think vhs 2 was a really good sequel too but that's an anthology series it doesn't keep the same story it doesn't uh, harken back to any elements from like the first movie or anything like that yeah this one was like
1: man like the like i said like how much correlation between the first and the second and like how everything was flipped around and like Similar events happen But yeah. like In a different way Like it was smart It was a smart sequel It, it was It wasn't just like Yo It wasn't just like A movie was made And then thrown to another director mm-hmm. Just to make more money Because people
0: liked the first movie And then the second one Was a total letdown I think yeah. this movie was great It was It was the same director How too How did it do on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, I mean probably not like super well I always just trust them it's... Because they said Creepshow 2 Has 33% you know what Rotten Tomatoes point uh, nine out of ten on IMDb. I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes gives it. I can I can look, but um, I mean it's probably like you know pretty decent range. Let's see if I can uh, pull this up. Well, here. screw you to IMDb. You don't know shit. <laughs> I mean, I could I can see why like people who are not like big time horror fans might think it was just like a whatever movie. But if you're really passionate about this stuff, I think that it's an excellent movie 25 percent. yeah you guys are smoking dicks (laughs) i swear there's something wrong with you critics i i agree i thought it was really good if you agree please let us know if not let us know why why you don't think so
1: yeah i'd like to know logically why you don't think so explaining
0: you know given everything we've explained
1: so far if you've like if you've like you know held up with the conversation like if you know what we're talking about yeah and if you notice these things in the film maybe you watched it a long time ago maybe you don't remember even though you're a cult fan go back and watch it again watch the first one watch the second mm-hmm. one watch the order of things happen and watch how it's like flipped and then watch how it's like kind of not flipped Yeah. and then everything just falls together yeah
0: and, you might not agree that it's the best movie or the best sequel but I think you'll agree that it's really if you don't say really that good. it's in top 5 80's horror
1: movies yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face
0: yeah I, I, I can real. agree with get that get the fuck out of my face if you say this is not <laughs> top 5 80's horror I can agree with that so now we're going to move on to our last segment of this particular episode and that is the chopping block Ah! so for this episode's chopping block uh we've got a really hyped up movie right now really i saw this all over facebook so scary you can't get to the end well i got to the end all right because i'm a true fan and i loved it yeah it was really good there's, so there's been a lot of that kind of viral marketing about it kind of like there was for Paranormal Activity you know it's gonna make you stand up out of your seat in the theater screaming and run out and stuff like that and this one was like you know uh, people have been turning it off halfway because they're so scared but you know what I liked you know what I really liked about this movie well have we said what it is yet it's Veronica I believe we said it did we I'm not sure anyway it's Veronica it's on Netflix uh, new Spanish horror movie So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if you can't read, you can't watch this movie. So learn how to read and then watch this movie. Yeah, I'll never get that, but that's another rant. You know, like people who don't like to read subtitles, and yeah. it's like a formula. I don't
1: like, I, I can't read subtitles and watch <laughs> movies at the same time. What happens when you're on your phone and you're crossing the yeah. street? Do you get hit by a car every single time? No, man, you can do it.
0: I believe in you. Op- open your mind. You don't have to learn another language, but you can appreciate another language. There's subtitles for you. American is not a language. There's not just English in the world. They have great films. Yeah, they have great great films the
1: cinematography
0: in this was so it was different than any movie i've watched it was so good the camera movements right from the beginning the camera movements the framing uh um, the angles the, they took, the angles the transitioning yes
1: bro like it'll be like three minutes they'll have like five transitions but like they'll do it so perfectly it'll be like girl walking down hallway shadow passes by she looks behind her camera changes to her side She turns around again. Camera's behind her for three seconds. Flips back around. Shows the shadow again. It's gone. You know that type of stuff. Like you, but I don't see that. All the all the moving shots were so good. Exactly. That that shadow was following her around. Mm-hmm. And the way the camera was following her and the shadow simultaneously was like really, really yeah. nice. Like I like the way they did it slow and creepy yeah. and the score, the, the score, score for the this movie, movie. was nineties. Have you yeah. Kind of eighties. Have you guys ever watched House by the Cemetery? This is rhetorical. If you have, you yeah.
0: heard that like you know, like kinda yeah. like our, our, our intro soundtrack it, it, to this? It, it's like Italian horror music, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's inspired by that, but it sounds super retro. It's like kinda whistly almost. Yep. It's it's so good and it adds such an element of, of like it's such a dynamic element of unease and tension to yeah, the movie yeah because we didn't even explain this was based on a true story yes yeah it's, it's about a young girl in Madrid, in Spain, I think she's—I think she's fifteen. She's like a ninth grade or something. But her and her friends, as as dumb teenage girls go, sometimes <laughs> they go down into like the basement of their school. And the main character's father passed away. We learned that. Yep. And she's trying to talk to him. So of course they do a séance. Right, because when you want to talk to your
1: dead father, you don't want to just move past that grief. You always want to just revisit that of grief course, yeah. and try to contact him and talk to him and be reminded that you're sad that he can't be here come on now yeah i think this whole movie like the lesson was like let go of the past or it'll destroy you yeah that's what i thought that's the theme of the movie i
0: think that's a good point for sure but of course they don't contact the father they like contact something else and you know from then on it's kind of i don't want to say it's like your typical like demon possession movie and it's not really a spoiler because that's what it looks like but it's not your typical one because i think that would be offending it but it kind of follows the same sort of like pattern or formula like, like Ouija. some other ones do. Yeah, like Ouija. Um, like I don't, I don't really know what else to compare it to, but stuff like that, you know. I really liked it though.
1: Yeah. Like the the like the like the tone of the movie, like mm-hmm. the feel, like the atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Like Super.
1: there, there were a lot of daytime scenes, but like. Even though like they were like some of them were extensive, some of them were brief. The transitions into like the horrific stuff that happens is perfect
0: because like the horrific the horrific stuff happens more often than it doesn't happen. Yeah, so it's actually scary. It's got a real creepy atmosphere. It doesn't like really get you with jump scares. Exactly, scary. That's why it's great. No jump scares. It's just one of those creepy movies. Like remember don't knock twice yeah yeah that was <laughs> yeah i, I can kind of compare it to that i can also sort of actually compare it to a movie we talked about earlier get out because i feel like i feel like it this would be get out if it was like uh like a parent like a paranormal supernatural movie yeah, man, you know? like, it, it kind of like hints like kind of who the demon is if you know your occult
1: knowledge like yeah. i do when she was uh she bought a ouija board and she was like you know looking through the magazine And it showed like a little symbol, a sigil for the demon Asmodeus. And that came with the Ouija board. If you conjure that demon... There is no hope for you. That was like the first demon created. Yeah. Also, big shout-outs because one of his nicknames was Samael the Black. Yes. And then in the movie, he was like pitch black, just yeah. as, you know, the legend called him,
0: Samael the Black. So they stayed true to the to the occult. That's yeah. why I like that. But but we don't know if that was that demon. It, yeah, if it, if it, it was. If just it just kind of an Easter egg, so yeah. it's not really like a spoiler. If, yeah, if yeah. it was, though, that that's pretty that's if, pretty smart. If it was, that's sick.
1: Foreign horror movies can can go in depth like that. Yeah. So I'm glad they 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 at least showed that that sigil of like a real demon. That way, it can make yeah. at least people who like because people who love occult stuff watch these movies. Yeah. So when you show something like that, it kind of gets
0: our blood boiling. If, yeah, you know people who have knowledge of that. The the supernatural element was really good the cinematography was amazing the score was amazing it was just really different it was like a different kind of like supernatural possession type movie and just a different type of horror movie like i think that they really outdid themselves and it's pretty like far ahead of its time um so yes i I-, I would say you can believe in all the hype that you've been hearing. It probably is not gonna like make you turn it off and like yeah. walk out. Unless halfway. you're scared of like teenage girls screaming in demonic yeah. voices while their jaws are open like three feet. Yeah. I
1: that, mean I'm scared of that in real life, but I can watch too. it happen in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it, uh, we we talked about this Bart in the previous yeah. podcast, and this was gonna be my surprise to you, this oh, podcast. Okay. After I watched the movie. Um I like the way this the direction of this movie went. But once again, remember how i was talking about people play with ouija boards people mess with legends people go to old houses and they end up dying that karma like there is no hope if you do something bad yeah this was another there is no hope
0: movie but it was good it was really good don't let that drive you away you don't know what happens but it, it was very good um so yeah if you've been thinking about checking this movie out our chopping block verdict is that you should definitely see this yeah game. that's mine for sure it was yeah. 9.5 out of 10 for me yeah I, I i would agree with that score i i thought it was really good um yeah it was just super different like i think i'm gonna be thinking about that one for a while and
1: it has rewatch value
0: yeah that's uh, that's one of those uh it's one of those netflix and chill movies yeah. you know yeah you guys
1: <laughs> out there you planning a scare, uh, fun night with the lady you want to watch some horror get her cuddle up next to you watch this movie because you're going to be screaming and shit too you're going to not be able to sleep you're going to be pulling her in (laughs) honey that movie kind of scared me I'm having (laughs) bad dreams and she's just going to be like Pathetic. And she's going to leave you. She's going to leave you. No, I'm playing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely has rewatch potential because you can kind of pick up like little things probably along the mm-hmm. way too. It's definitely a movie you have to at least watch twice. Um, but yeah, it, it was super good. Great Friday night horror movie. Really, any any night. Yeah. yeah any movie. night. I'll watch so, that on a Tuesday. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, even if. Uh, you're kind of skeptical. Because I know there are some bad reviews out there. But don't believe those bad reviews. Give it a watch for yourself. It's definitely worth it. So that's that's our verdict for Veronica. Oh, yeah. You you definitely need to see this. Yeah. Hey, like I said about uh, Open House, watch it twice. Watch this twice, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree with that. And also, I just want to mention one last thing. I thought the acting was really phenomenal. The
1: acting was really yeah. good. The girl that played Veronica, she, I, I don't know her name. Uh, let me pull it up. It's Sandra... I'm probably gonna butcher it because Sandra like... Escasena. Sandra Escasena. Something like that. You are great. You are yeah. a great actress. I hope to see you in more stuff that's like more available to the American mm-hmm. public. Yeah. Because that was phenomenal. Like when she... Like she had a, a self-realization in the movie and the look mm-hmm. in her face... Yeah. And like the looks of terror, and like when she was zoning out in one part, like she she walked by herself. Yeah. And like, just look at her eyes when her, I'm her emotional, emotional. Really yeah, her emotional acting is really good. Yeah, her emotional acting is really good. And
0: this is another movie where they have some really talented um, child actors as oh, well. Oh, yeah. So they, they these kids, these kids, like,
1: that's my yeah, applause. Good, these good kids job. are really good because, like, they seem genuinely freaked out while all this mess was going on. Yeah.
0: So that is. Um, a wrap on the chopping block, and I do believe that that will be a wrap for our episode as well. Oh, no. I know, but we'll be back next week. Uh, so we hope that you've enjoyed listening to episode number two, and uh, we'll be back soon. You can check us out on Podbean primarily. Um, you can also catch us on iTunes and make sure you Spotify. guys check out Sports Radio Detroit. Yes, please check out Sports Radio Detroit. You can actually watch or not watch, but listen. to to all our stuff through the Sports Radio Detroit um, website as well, so Uh you can just Google it um and everything is on there including all of their other uh, great podcasts as yeah, well got some really good podcasts on there yep so just follow the social media i think uh, recently they had big john
1: mccarthy he's a mma referee he oh, came man. in for one of their podcasts Ooh. yeah bro he was a he's nice. like he's like a referee from ufc 1 from back yeah. when 400 pound guys used to fight like 120 wow. pound
0: guys That's that's crazy yeah, yeah I, good uh, for good for them yeah hopefully we will get some interviews at some point too but oh hopefully yeah. i I'd, I'd love to you know Robert England if you I don't
1: know if you guys know this if you send Robert England an item and a and $15 He'll sign something for you. So you can send Robert that's England like a Nightmare on Elm Street DVD and he will sign that for you. I'm going to send yeah. him a sock. I'm going to send him a picture of me in a Speedo and be like, can you make that's this? Way worse than yeah. that's, that's way worse than the sock. That's way worse than the sock. Can you make this out to Steve? Like, It's not even my name.
0: I'll make it out to Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> Once he's on our show, then he'll know our names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, next week, um, I think we have another great episode lined up for you. We're going to uh, review. What are we going to review? The Strangers Pray at Night yes so we did the the trailer segment for the Strangers Pray at Night last episode so on the next one we're going to um, go ahead and review it it comes out this Friday <laughs> this Friday is is the 9th I believe that's why I was mistaking yeah. the other movie before. so <laughs> the Strangers Pray at Night comes out this Friday March 9th please go check it out if you like that way you can um, you know agree or disagree with our review of it next episode yep yep Stay tuned
1: for next week on Grave Discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Has been an SRD production.